0: You're listening to the Mulberry Lane Show, brought to you by ElisaElana.com. Here's Mulberry Lane.
1: Their latest album, Gasa Gasa Live, comes out at the end of September And their 2012 release, Mammoth Waltz, found the Grammy-nominated Lost Bayou Ramblers Mashing up old-school Cajun with modern rock We're continuing our conversation with Louis Michaud, lead singer and fiddle player from the band About the making of both albums And right now, he's talking about the song they recorded on the album with actress Scarlett Johansson Hey, you're listening to The Mulberry Lane Show so now how did Scarlett Johansson become a part of the project?
2: Well, when we, uh, when we recorded our Vermillionaire album in 2007, which was the same year we, re- we recorded that live album that got the Grammy nomination and the Vermillionaire album the same weekend. We did a live album at a, at a show, and then we went right into the studio at Dockside. Now was our first time going to Dockside, which happened to be right across the bayou from our camp, uh, where we made our first album and when we got there Scarlett had just left She had just finished doing her Anywhere I Lay My Head uh, Tom Waits cover album okay. with Dave Yeah. Uh-huh. and so we got there and uh, Corey well we met Corey Richie for the first time he was the house engineer at that time I think he was like probably 22 years old uh-huh. he said yeah, yeah I would never believe what just happened here you know Scarlett Johansson was here for like five weeks and we had an amazing time we had all this amazing music that that album was really good I loved that album mm-hmm. a lot then we went back to make Kenneth Waltz and we brought Corey on as a producer, we've I had written this song called Koto Gidri. That's one of the one songs, or maybe the one song that's not really like a Cajun rhythm or strong structure to say. Okay. okay. But it's it's really a different, beautiful song that so man, let's this could be like a song that we could have a female vocal on, which is like a foreign concept to us as an all-boy <laughs> Cajun band. Yeah, it's right. like huh, who could we get? And of course, like I could ask Scarlett, like. Sure, let's, let's ask Scarlett. So he asked Scarlett, and then a couple months later, we fly to L.A. and record it at Dave Siddick's studio over there. You know, with her mastery of, of acting and all that, I mean, she picked up Cajun. She did a beautiful job on it and really, really hit it. She was uh, super cool, you know, really, really picked up the French. Uh, one of the other collaborations that has been ongoing was uh, Gordon Gano, The Violent Films.
1: Okay. Uh-huh. His
2: sister writes the French songs, Okay. So we did so many sister songs in French, and you know there was so many great collaborations on, on Mammoth Walls. Really know, creative juices flowing. It sounds like. Yeah, exactly. You know, we were able to take enough time and you know let it breathe and not uh-huh. just try to rush through it just to get it out. And,
1: and then you also had uh,
2: Dr. John. And he just happened to be at dockside we asked him if he would lay down some organ on the de la Louisiane, which is an old Creole anthem that was written like in the 1800s in, in New Orleans, basically the national anthem of French Louisiana in okay. French. And he put down this amazing organ piece, and he kept saying, oh give me one more pass, give me one more pass." You know, <laughs> and he was just really into, into it, it, it. Yeah. yeah. Weaken his approach, and you almost can't even tell it's an organ; it's just like rain.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, if you just tuned in to the Mulberry Lane Show, right now we're talking with musician and vocalist Louis Michaud of the band Lost
2: Bayou Ramblers.
0: So when you went back to find all the old, old songs, how did you do your research?
2: Well, an example, L'Otive de la Louisiane, that song, the first song with Dr. John, was actually a teacher that taught with my wife at uh, the high school. My wife taught Cajun French oh, wow. at high school down the road. Okay. And there was this like eighty five year old teacher named Mr. Ferdinand Isringhausen which is <laughs> a Cajun name because it's Spanish and German. Okay. <laughs> wow. So it's a very complex culture down here and his name is Ferdinand Isringhausen, his first language is Cajun French. Okay. And he learned a song somehow and no one has ever heard it. Like it's just completely out of nowhere. And he sang it to Ashley, my wife and then Mark said, "You got to come check this out." So I recorded him. You know, I went to his house to record him singing it. And you know, a year later, like I decided, man, we should put that on our album. Wow. So that's one, you know, one way is through people singing these songs. Uh-huh. Um, some of it's like the old seventy eights that they record, like the Columbia Records back in the day. Okay. Uh-huh. The Cajun French music was a actually a, a substantial part of early commercial recording. Days, you know, like in the late twenties, early thirties, it actually sold a lot of records because there was a whole different population down here to sell to sell music to. So there's okay. a lot of recording. going on. Mm-hmm. I was a radio DJ doing Cajun music, real old Cajun music, every Sunday morning, and I so doing that I came across a lot of different songs, okay. like, the, like just kind of inspired by older songs. Okay. Like the, boss the with the two time waltz that people barely ever play anymore, but it has this really moving rhythm. Mm-hmm. Instead of being a very slow, slow dancing waltz, it's a very fast wall that almost turns into a two step and you get a whole different feel out of it and just stuff like that. So know? this
1: was as much a research project as it was a musical project.
2: Yeah, or maybe a uh, maybe a a way to put all this awesome research I had been doing over years and years kind of to use, you know? Yes. And yeah. Exactly. So. And cool.
0: not to mention a passion.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, when you listen to amazing old music, you're like, oh man, it's too bad people don't play like this anymore. If you try to recreate it as is, you just come up with a... Flat recreation of something that was cool one day.
1: Right.
2: So now you just you can't try to recreate something that's old. You have to make something that's new.
1: Right. huh. For the Gasa Gasa live album, a lot of the music that was on Mammoth Waltz is the live versions of those. So have those been changed up since the album was recorded?
2: Definitely some new approaches to the same to some of the, the Mammoth songs on there. Okay. Pretty much all the stuff we put on. From Mammoth Waltz has changed. I think we put maybe four songs off of Mammoth Waltz on there and they all have a a different arrangement and they're more spread out and they get deeper into themselves, I guess. Okay,
1: and then you guys are going to be releasing a brand new album of new
0: material in 2015, right?
2: Yep, definitely.
0: What's the direction of the new album?
2: It's a continuation of us just continuing to love the music and continue to create. Substance and the matter, the subject matter of what is happening today to me is real important. A lot of stuff with Mammoth Waltz was during the oil spill. There's a lot of stuff about the oil spill okay. and Mammoth Waltz. It's different this time because we're not in the middle of some huge tragedy directly, locally like that. But right. you know, definitely, definitely having a substance of of what is inspiring today, whether it be a positive or negative. Right. Sure.
1: And then before we let you go, since we're sisters here, we have to ask you what it's like working with your brother.
2: Oh, man, it's, I'm very fortunate. He is one of these guys that he just sits down, and he doesn't look like he's doing this, but if you close your eyes, you'd think he was jumping across the stage and dancing and stuff uh. because it really brings out the music in a very... From a very calm place But he gets the furthest Into it Than us who are all Jumping around the stage You know
1: That's really so, interesting uh, Yeah
2: He writes a little bit too and We write some stuff together And we both know What we want With the music huh. And in the business Of music You know We do it because We love it And because we know it we, It can sustain us And the actual music So we're on the same page When it comes to Where we're trying To go at this And what we want out of it And what is success And you As both get the, it Exactly so, so
0: if you were to sum up your definition of success, what would it be?
2: Uh, being able to play the music you love and being able to sustain yourself doing it Amen there's, there's, Well, you've uh, done that yeah. very well
0: <laughs> You
1: have
2: done that well <laughs>
1: Well, Louis, thank you so much for sharing this wealth of information that you have
0: about the music
2: uh, We're so lucky to be able to, you know, to play it for people all over And thank you all so much for having us on your show
0: Louis Show of the Lost Bayou Ramblers Gotta check out their releases, both Mammoth Waltz and their new live album, Gasa Gasa Live. It'll get you dancing. You're listening to the Mulberry Lane Show. Mm -hmm. And here's a taste of the Lost Bayou Ramblers for (laughs) you. Before we go to break, we have an important message for you. Whether you live in Omaha, Council Bluffs, Lincoln, Kearney, or Grand Island, you just might want to be a part of this.
1: Okay, would you like to be part of setting a world record? Do you like spaghetti? If you answered yes to either of these questions, you need to meet Lynn Leahy, president of WeArthePowerOf1.org. And now put Sunday, September 21st on your calendar and listen why that one date and 16,781 is the magic number.
0: We are the power. One with Lynn Leahy. Welcome to the show, Lynn. <laughs> Thanks.
1: Now, this have is an us. exciting deal. You are going after a world record Guinness World Record. Guinness World Record. And talk about the organization. We are the org. This is a brand new organization. Talk about what you do.
3: We're just a bunch of regular Joes that had the idea that we wanted to have a spaghetti feed. Our first and secret goal, really, was that for one day in our town, no one go hungry. Mm-hmm. No one. It's an idea. And you think, you know, all the major ideas that have happened throughout history start with an idea. We think it has to be this way. It just doesn't. Right, yeah. Changing a mindset. Right. Mm-hmm. Changing an idea, getting everyone involved. Uh, and I was thinking about how, you know, it's a shame. Small towns do such a great job of taking care of one another. Gosh, I wish we were like that. Oh, wait. <laughs> At least we're not like, you know, Chicago or New York. And then I got to thinking, holy cow, wait a minute. Why not? Why, Why not? not? Yeah. We can do this. Mm-hmm. You formed
1: this organization.
3: How did it come together? <sighs> well, I suppose that would depend on who you ask. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it actually it has come together remarkably well. You know, when I first started putting the idea out there to friends and family and people that I know that I think are really key people in my life or even in the community, I felt like Noah. Building a boat in the desert. <laughs> you know, so people kind of, gave you sideways glances like. That's crazy. Yeah. But then I would get as we'd kick off the idea among friends, it'd be, wow, that's just so crazy. It just might work. Right. And so that kind of has been an odd little motto for us internally. Okay. Um, the group is good. You know, there's probably about 30 of us that are board members that meet every single week or sometimes more often to make this happen. Okay, so September 21st is the magic date. The magic date. That's a Sunday. And the time? 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. We're doing dinner for, you know, 20,000 of our closest friends.
0: And this is at local high schools.
3: 12 local area high schools. Bellevue Public Schools' lead activity center will be for Bellevue East and West. Okay. okay. And then I have Brian Burke Benson Central, North, Northwest, and South from the Omaha Public Schools, whom I love dealing with. They have been awesome. Great. And then I have Ralston, West Side. Plattsmith, and one in Council Bluffs, Lewis Central High School in Council okay. Bluffs. And this is a goodwill donation. Free will. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Okay. And 16,781
1: is the number you need to break the world record. Right. So how do you go about preparing
3: food for 20,000 people? <laughs> well, you make really, really good friends with very big kitchens. That's <laughs> really how you do that. <laughs> when we first started thinking about this, we were looking at CenturyLink Center and the ballparks and, you know, the old civic. Auditorium and man, we were thinking we've got some serious issues: tables, chairs, parking. We're gonna have to pay for all of yeah. this. And one board member landed on the idea of the high, high schools. schools. And I thought, oh my god, brilliant! Parking, tables, and chairs—all right. in one snap. In you know, kitchen. right? Okay. Now you also need volunteers. Lots of volunteers. okay. So if
1: somebody is interested in volunteering, where do they need to go? Go to.
3: We are the power of one dot org. Run it all together. We are the power of One dot org. If you click on the far right button for volunteer, scroll down to the location you're interested in. If you are from Benson Alum or if you are from Northwest High School alum or you know you've got your church organization or Boy Scouts or Girl Scouts or Rotarians, it would be very fun to work a location together. But age limit for the Yes volunteers? and no. By law they have to be twenty one and older to work in the kitchen. So the servers and the runners and the site managers all have to be over 21 but man we need a small army to handle the cleanup i bet you do we can use the boy scouts the girl scouts whatever kids Perfect. and it's a great way to show your kids how to do it lead by example right mm-hmm. and if you're unable to attend you can go to the website now we are the PowerPoint.org, and donate let's say you think it's a great idea and you're all behind it but man you've got to be out of town that week We'd love the support. We are raising money for the Food Bank for the Heartland. Well, Lynn, we want to thank you for telling us about this great event. Yeah, thank you for having me. Lynn Leahy with
0: the Power of One. You've got it here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Straight ahead, we're coming back with Hour 2. Stick with us.